Hey yo guys, what's happening? It's your boy Rain TJ back again with another episode of Just a Thought. And today for this episode, the first episode of season two, I wanted to do a kind of recap of a train of thought or like the way we thought at that moment in time. So I'll do a few of these recaps, but the first recap will be one with Kaya. If you guys remember Kaya, my friend Kaya, who lives in Norway. Um, and it will be about the topic of cultural differences. Just a few of our thoughts on it and our personal experiences since both of us have lived in a few different countries. So let's get right into it. It kind of spin, spills off because you like some of the stuff we were just talking about in self-care kind of yeah. get into cultural differences. Yeah. Like, um, like your earlier experiences. I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. That's how, uh, you know, that's how it went down. And that was your mm -hmm. response, because for me personally, nothing ever seemed too hard. Um, I don't I don't remember, but my mom. My mom will tell me that I've been running in stadiums since I was three years old in Jamaica. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, my oldest medal um, I got was, was when I was around three. So it's about 23 years old, this medal, a gold wow. medal I have. And the ribbon is so old that when I uh, touched it a few years ago, it started breaking in my hand. So I... No uh, way. Yeah. Wow. I, I in a get it all encased in this like little um lanyard not lanyard um what do you call that thing laminate yeah laminated yeah mm. <laughs> yeah 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 oh my gosh so, yeah you gotta preserve that yeah for sure so that just like tells like my whole life i just never viewed competition in a negative light um mm. i was always i was always in the top five no matter what it was so cool. school, <laughs> sports playing around anything i was always yeah. in the top five and um yeah. if i couldn't do it i was gonna find a way to do it i wouldn't say it's yeah. too hard i was never one of those to mm -hmm. say it's too hard so for me personally i mean i guess i guess it also has to do with my culture because in the caribbean yeah. um i touched on it briefly in the caribbean you know all the mm. all the primary schools, high schools, whatnot, they have sports day mm. a year where everyone in school takes part. Yeah. And if you're not athletic, you do something. Mm. You're either in the marching parades, mm. um, you you do the jogging or the walkathons that lead mm. up to sports day. Yeah. You take part in sports day. You do the track and field, the shot put, the this mm. whatever. And you always wanna be the best in what you do. Well, that's how I felt, you know, and mm. meeting the people I was around. So I never saw, I never saw it, you know, through the through the eyes of my culture. I never saw competition as a bad thing. It yeah. was really fun for me, you know. Yeah, that's good though. I think now I think that's a healthy way of looking at competition, and it's the kind of attitude most people should have. I really hope that they would. Um, and I know that for myself, it probably comes somewhere along the line of like, well, then if you weren't the best you're just not good enough i'm just not going to bother with you and that i think maybe just like i think especially when you when you face certain things like that as a child it really sets you in motion for how you're going to react to that thing throughout the course of your life yeah. even when you try and work through it you sometimes have this automatic reaction of like 
And, but then of course, hopefully if you've worked on it, like if you've become aware of it, you can work on it. And even if you have that first reaction, I think if you can correct yourself on it with what you know now, that means that you've grown. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So I know for me as well, like taking criticism can sometimes be really hard, but there are times where I do have to remind myself that like, most likely this is not personal. This is meant to just help make you better. Right. So, so, mm. so um, like where, which culture did you actually grow up in? So when I was a kid, I mainly grew up within the U.S. culture. Okay. Mm. And then in my teenage years, I came to Norway and then I was, I was a young adult. It was a bit of Norway and then also Japan. Okay. Right. So there definitely have been different influences there and Norway very much so has a culture of wanting to get outdoors and be involved and surrounded by nature. So there's a lot of emphasis on like, you don't need to be the most athletic person, but you should at least enjoy being out in nature, like hiking, taking advantage of the climate we have, like skiing and things like that. Okay. So, and I think because sometimes I took that kind of competitive attitude in the negative light and applied to that, it kind of undermined my ability to experience that exact um, intention they had with that facet of their culture here yeah. in Norway. Okay. So, and my mom, I know she's not the most like, ath like athletic or outdoorsy person either. And she's my Norwegian parent. Um, my dad is. And I think that was a thing he really loved about Norwegian culture. Mm. And so, your dad is... My yeah. dad's American. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it, it shows. It goes to show. Um, it definitely does. Because... For me, you know, leaving leaving the Caribbean to come to the United States, I definitely saw a lot of um, cultural differences. Um, I've lived in three Caribbean countries, and oh, wow. um, their their cultures are uh, they vary, you know, mm. to some degree, but not that much. Mm. There's like large bodies of water between us. Like mentally, yeah. the Caribbean people seem to have a certain unity in their culture, yeah. even though it differs. So the things like, you know, competition and stuff like that, it's, it's, it's really there. Like I remember moving to Trinidad first time someone asked me, yeah, any boy it is, I didn't know what they meant, but no. now I'm always looking at people around me here in America, like, damn. They probably had no boy days. So boy days, <laughs> <laughs> boy days in Trinidad is what they say when you're like, when you just went and played and you, mm. you, you threw glass bottles at glass bottles or you uh, climbed trees mm. with your friends or you yeah. went out there and you, you know, you did these athletic things that boys mm. tend to do in traditional yeah. times. But coming here, the culture is different and I feel like it has something to do with the status, the, the first world status and the mm. amount of technology at the disposal. Um, yeah. Cause like we were talking about in our previous episode together with self care, all these new gadgets and new platforms, they, mm. they distract the mind and they give you something to do while sitting down in a seat. You know, like mm -hmm. you could stay on your laptop or on your phone whole day. Yeah. You don't have to go outside. Yeah. 
but coming mm. from cultures where we didn't have that. I got my first cell phone at 11 and it was one of those bulletproof Nokia phones. Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and oh. like, how could I have sit down on that and play on that whole day? You know, mm. I had to go out there and do something. I had to draw when I was yeah. bored or be on the track team and the swimming mm. team and the rugby team and the water polo team at the same time. Cause I had a lot of energy as a kid Yeah, and I was just doing all these different things and my culture and mm. what I was around promoted that, you mm. know, but the culture here, it really seems to promote whatever you want to do, but mm. we prefer you to be lazy. You know yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's sometimes this pressure to be a bit more idle while still telling you to be active. And these two things don't necessarily go hand in hand, if you ask me. And I think it's interesting that you say that, you know, you feel you are allowed to be more active, like outdoors. Because I see the same thing here in Norway, that like kids, even when it snows, you know, they're allowed to go outside and play at school. Mm -hmm. They bring like a mini sled with them and they just come, they come in like their snowsuits and they look, you know, like a marshmallow man, but they're having the time of their lives with their friends. And I remember being in elementary school in the U.S. and, you know, we would get snow where I lived, but not enough people. And I think this came down to like an economic thing, but no one really had the proper like snow gear to bring with them to school. And I think they were also worried that people get hurt playing in the snow. Like that people would like, you know, throw snowballs at each other and just someone would like die. <laughs> so we were told like, do not touch the snow. You do not touch the snow or you are staying in tomorrow. Right. So you were just kind of standing around and you're just like, yeah, this is what we're going to do for 40 minutes until we're allowed back inside. That's sad. It is. It really is. And I think it, it limits people's creativity and their ability to find joy in their surroundings as well. Like, I'm trying to challenge myself now because, uh, unfortunately, like, seasonal depression is a real thing this far north because you see so little sunlight throughout these months. Okay. And I was like, okay, going forward, if I'm going to be staying here for, you know, many more years of my life, I'd like to find something that I really look forward to outside of Christmas when the season rolls around. And I was like, okay, I'm not the biggest fan of skiing, but I think snowboarding always looked awesome because I thought skating was really cool when I was a kid. So I'm like, ah, I want to learn snowboarding. That way I have something to look forward to enjoying in my surroundings and making the most of the like environment that I live in. But, but back to the whole thing with playing outdoors, I felt I also was able to enjoy that a fair amount when I was growing up, even in the US, but I really enjoyed it when I came here to Norway because kids were also allowed to be a lot more like uncareful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it really, I guess you had a good point with the economy of it all because, you know, yeah, they say money runs the world, but it's, it's definitely king in America. And yeah. people are not afraid to sue you here. And we get, you know, the precautions, the safety measures and whatnot. And, but it just, it it definitely spirals into something else because it, it, it creates the mindset that the children start off living in, you know? Oh, mm. no, I can't do this because mommy and daddy might get sued or they said, no, we can't. So no, we mm. can't. And, yeah. you know, like you were saying, um, 
with being told that you know you when when that one girl yelled at you you were like well if i'm not good at it i won't do it anymore mm-hmm. and that probably happens to so many children when they're constantly yeah. being told no 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 mm-hmm. apart from that something i wanted to to also mention with cultural differences when i first came here i noticed as i don't know how it is in norway or other first world countries but i didn't see it in rome and never really seen it in the caribbean and even in the caribbean your parents tell you things like the car doesn't go to the hospital or you know what i mean so mm. here in america after coming here like i saw that um as soon as children walk out in the street at a certain time you know in the daytime the cross guard person would just walk out you know with a stop sign but the kids themselves would never actually look at the vehicle to see if it stopped they would no. just walk mm. and see now where my mother used to tell me look make eye contact make sure it stopped because that car does not have to stop just because that person hits the brake yeah. brake mm. cut there could be some faultiness in the wire those are the things that my culture used to tell us as kids mm. and this culture in America doesn't tell them things like that it says yeah. things like you the pedestrian mm. are stronger than a car so you can <laughs> are will stop indestructible yeah Indestru- exactly it mm. and, and it causes people like imagine your first 14 years that's that's the life you know you get mm. you get a certain level of entitlement you know yeah. like i can just walk out in the street mm. car has to stop now you start thinking i could just do this and you have to you know yeah and all of it seems to just play play on mm. on everything and it's like the cultures and the norms and the taboos of a culture really mm. impacts the individual within that culture no matter how much they think it doesn't all right guys thanks for watching today's episode and as you heard i had some of my own music playing in the background if you want to hear those better and uh you know stream some of it you could check the links below um it'll be in my link tree so you can just follow all that and again if you want to support the channel um and the growth of this forum you can head over to pyramofficial.com and buy some merch so have a good day everyone bye